Chapter 13 of St. Matthew's Gospel comprises ten parables that our Lord tells which teach about the kingdom of God. Into this world he came to institute the kingdom on earth and founded his church to be the sign of the kingdom and the means by which the kingdom would exist in the world throughout history. This Sunday we hear perhaps one of the most well-known of the parables, that of the sower and the seed. But in the longer version of the Gospel, which you may or may not hear at Holy Mass, we also hear why Christ chose to speak in parables. Stories are not only good teaching tools, but in this case, a means to convey divine truth. Jesus chose parables as the means by which he would invite people to enter his kingdom. Note that he invites. He knows beforehand that some will not be ready, and that some will ignore him, and that some will refuse his invitation. Nevertheless, he invites. He teaches great crowds. What he wants to say, everyone can hear because he loves mankind and wants everyone to share in the joy of the kingdom here on earth and its eternal bliss in heaven. Jesus speaks in parables to the great crowds, but explains them only to his disciples. While the illustrations in the parables are clear enough, because they are drawn from everyday life, the truths contained in them remain hidden from those who do not have faith. Perhaps on first glance this might seem to be unfair or some sort of discrimination. But let us put aside the warped standards of the world, which seem obsessed with everybody being the same and everyone's preferences and expectations met. Jesus Christ is God, and God is complete goodness. Hiding something in the parable is another example of God's goodness. To require faith in Christ to understand the parables is a great gesture of respect for us and our free will. If Christ were to somehow impose belief through the means he chose to teach it, which he could have done, that would violate our freedom. That would not be teaching, but indoctrination. God presents the truth and then waits for the human person to accept it, at the same time providing every means for the human person to accept it. He will not force anyone into his kingdom. But there is another dimension to the teaching in parables that we hear in this section of chapter 13. Why does Christ explain the parables privately to his disciples and not explain them to the great crowds? Well, this shows his intention to arrange the church hierarchically This means that he is preparing a select group of his disciples to lead the church and it will be their duty as apostles and their successors 
to transmit God's truth through their teaching. Again, let us put aside the worldly value that everyone has to be treated the same and show docility to the divine plan for the church. We should be content that we have access to the truth of Christ's teaching. If he wishes to invest some with the awesome and heavy responsibility of being his teachers and apostles, we should be glad that he has done that. And perhaps somewhat relieved that this task has not been placed on our own shoulders, because at times it is a burden to bear. To speak the truth is not always accepted, let alone welcomed. All the parables of Christ are like mirrors held up for woman and man. If we take the time to look into this mirror, we will discover more about ourselves, particularly how we are responding to our Lord. The question we can ask ourselves today from the parable of the sower and the seed is, will we be hard soil or good earth? If we are not to resemble the first three kinds of soil in the parable, we must advance with the help of the Holy Spirit along the pathway of prayer. There are a multitude of ways to do this. Apart from Holy Mass, of course, every Sunday, let me encourage you to spend time with our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament in front of the tabernacle. But even better, at Eucharistic Adoration. Then one prayer that I would recommend to you today is the Sushipe of St. Ignatius of Loyola. In our wonderful Catholic tradition, we name some of the older prayers by the first word of the version of the prayer in Latin. So in Latin, this prayer of St. Ignatius begins with sushipe, which is Latin meaning take, receive. Here is St. Ignatius's prayer. You may know it already. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will. All I have and call my own, you have given to me. To you, Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. Amen. The parable of the sower illustrates the truth that St. Augustine articulated this way. God who created you without you will not save you without you. Our salvation is a free gift which we are invited to accept. Yes, it will cost us something. Yes, the lure of material goods and success in life will be more interesting and more immediate. Yes, we can even ignore it 
but there exists within us the divine spark of grace, which in the quietness of prayer, if we allow it, will be experienced as a groaning and a yearning, like St Paul mentioned in the epistle. It is a groaning and yearning for what Christ offers us, life with him forever. When we can hear this groaning in expectation within us, then within us God's word has issued from him and not returned without accomplishing that which he intended to be.